What's the deal with PlayStation 5 pre-orders? Sony tells you the pre-orders are tomorrow, but Walmart releases it today. How am I supposed to get a pre-order? And what's the deal with Marvel's Avengers on PS4? You get stuck due to a bug and they don't want to fix it. (laughs) While your friends are playing the game and enjoying it, the campaign mode, you're just stuck because Ms. Marvel is, uh, 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 <laughs> I'm losing the voice. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> That's enough. Come on, shop. Well, it's time to record now. Yeah, Wonder Rob, I just can't wait to record now. We met on stage because we like to perform now. We're best of friends co-hosting all of our shows now. It's time to celebrate our energy. With new shows for you to blast every freaking week. Come on, shop. It's time to let our geek speak. I hear you, Rob. My geek speak has crazy tech. We move of Marvel. DC's okay. Our content rocks. Geek news all day! We're gamers too! We play for fun! I'm Trekkie Proud! Phasers to stand! Film and TV! Our force is strong! Geek so to speak! Where you belong! Geek so to speak! 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 Welcome back, fellow geeks, to another episode of Geek So To Speak Podcast, your source for all things geek. My name is Shoff, and I am one half of this dynamic duo. Uh, I, 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 I have been on a break uh, for a week. We've both been, well, we've both been on a break. We were on a break! <laughs> um, but we've, we were gone for a week, and let me tell you, it feels like a lot longer than a week. Uh, so I'm glad to be back, and I'm glad to be back with my very best friend uh, in the whole wide world. This guy is just an incredible dude, and um, he's so incredible, he's wonderful, and that's why we call him Wonder Rob. What's up, Wonder Rob? Hey, everybody. Your intros for me, first of all, thank you for that. Thoughtful intro. <laughs> but your intros for me are always so much more thoughtful than mine. I'm always I, I I just sort of get into a routine when I do it. I'm like the yin to my yang, the cheech to my chung, and you're like the most beautiful soul I've ever met. <laughs> In all of my travels. <laughs> <laughs> Truly wonderful human being. Makes Gandhi look like a piece of shit. That's right. He's a sweet, sweet Wonder prince, Rob. that Wonder Rob. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate it, so thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to, I like to spread the love around for sure. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we are your source for all things geek. We're talking movies, TV shows, comic books, video games, you name it. Now this episode is going to be heavy into the video games because we have a lot to to talk about. I mean, the past week there was the PS Five event. And so that was just yesterday. So we're going to talk about that. That's fresh, fresh news to talk about. All the latest and greatest news related to the PS5. But also, one game that we've been playing on our PS4s 
while we're waiting for the PS5 is Marvel's Avengers. And we did not get a chance to talk about our first impressions, which would have happened last week. So we are going to lump that into this episode and talk about it as well. So we got a jam-packed episode, plenty of geek news, but first and foremost, we want to say thank you so much for subscribing, for listening to us, uh, for rating and reviewing us. There's always perks if you rate and review, just saying, just going to drop that out there. Um, but, uh, we really, really do appreciate our listeners. You keep us going. Uh, you very active on our social media accounts and we thank you so much for that too. So keep it up. We love that. We love the engagement. Um, what we like to do before we get into our geek news, of course, is we like to talk about what's going on in our lives. And, uh, you know, I, I had a lot happen to me <laughs> over the past week. Uh, but before I get into my stuff, I wanted to give one to Rob a chance. Tell me what's been going on for you, sir. Well, thanks, Shaf. I can let everybody know that uh, my week or two weeks definitely w- were not as harrowing <laughs> as Shaf's. So if my stories don't equal Shaf's amazing adventure... Um, I mean, I can't put the ball in the hoop. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> but uh, the ball but is we'll in your sh- court. The ball is in your court. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Uh, Don't, drop the ball, court, Don't drop the ball, actually. Don't drop the ball. But we'll, we'll save it. Uh, me, personally, Shaf, well, of course, you know, I've been playing a lot of Avengers on the old PlayStation, but we're not going to talk about that right away, so... Outside of that, I downloaded for my Oculus shop a little game called Vader Immortal. Oh. Have you heard? Have you seen this? Have you heard of this? Have you seen this, folks? That's my Jay Leno for you. And that was my that was my Kevin Eubanks laugh. <laughs> Jay. Have you seen this? Have you heard of this? Vader Immortal on Oculus. Wow. <laughs> Am I right, Kev? <laughs> I don't know why I didn't do my Jay Leno for the opening. <laughs> why did I choose Seinfeld? Next time. Uh, <laughs> Vader Immortal, just episode one, okay? So I haven't gotten into episode two or three, but essentially it's a, a first-person adventure where you're on a cargo ship and you get you get sucked in uh to to one of vader's ships and and of course just like every star wars thing ever you're the chosen one you're the diamond in the rough in this case vader when you're captured vader approaches you and hands you a little box and says no one's been able to open this box in 500 years is it you? Are you the one? And it turns out I was the one, just like just like you would imagine. And then uh, you you make an escape, uh, and you know stormtroopers are shooting at you. You learn how to lightsaber fight. I can tell you, this game is glitchy. It's been uh, it's been out for a little while, but it doesn't have free roam like on the sticks. So I can't use the sticks to like move my character like some games. So essentially, I have to like point the thumbstick in the direction I want to go and it like highlights the ground and it'll move me to wherever I'm highlighting on the ground. But depending on where I'm standing in a room, like if I load up the game, sometimes I'll load up into a new scene and I'm outside of the spaceship in outer space, just standing there. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I gotta, 
I'm too far over to the right in my living room in this virtual, Uh-oh. this virtual oxygen, thing. Oxygen is leaving my yeah. brain. <laughs> um, the lightsaber fighting is kind of fun, but it's a lot better in Beat Saber, man. In Beat Saber isn't even a real lightsaber game, but it's a lot better in Beat Saber. Uh, it's a really physical game, too. You're climbing walls, so I have to like physically reach and grab like I'm climbing a ladder. Um, it's short, also. It's a very short game, but it was only ten bucks. Uh, but that was my Star Wars adventure for this week. I, I don't know that I necessarily recommend it. It was slow to start, as most Star Wars movies are. Um, I might get part two, but I haven't decided yet. I also downloaded a international, excuse me, international space station simulator shot. What? So essentially, it's a mock-up. Or a, a recreation of the International Space Station. And, of course, you're up there. And there's no gravity. So your character is essentially just floating. <laughs> and you have jetpack, quote-unquote jetpack. So I can move forward with the thumbstick. But if I move forward just a little bit and let go, my guy doesn't stop moving. <laughs> and I'll run into the walls. And... and you get disoriented really fast because you're weightless. And so what's up, what's down, left and right? I mean, it, it definitely gave me vertigo. <laughs> and I don't get that way. I don't get that way. You know me. Uh, I'll, I'll ride the teacups over and over and over <laughs> at Disneyland, unlike some other co-host on this <laughs> podcast named Shoff. Um, but yeah, the, the International Space Station simulation... So it almost turned my stomach upside down, but I can't wait to do it again because I loved it. I, I would not I be okay. Loved it. I would not be okay. I was feeling un- like physically sick to my stomach from the games that you were having me play uh, on the VR last time I visited you. And that was an office simulator. <laughs> like I was just in an office and I was starting to get like a little bit queasy. So maybe it was just oh, yeah. bringing up bad uh, memories of being in the actual office of work. So oh, yeah. making me throw yeah, up. Yeah, office simulator. Uh, that's a work simulator. Yeah. Um, it's a fun game. They have a, another one out that I haven't got yet called Vacation Simulator. Dude, you got to do that <laughs> one. That's probably going to be fun. That one looks good. It looks really good. And then it they just put out a uh, an extension to it. Off vacation simulator colon back to work. <laughs> so now I'm on an island and I'm and I'm working on an island. <laughs> I should get that, but that's okay. That's a I I realize after having told about my week uh, that it was pretty boring compared to somebody else's week. So I'm going to uh, hand over the reins, Shaf, and let you tell your your tale because <laughs> I know you have a good one. Um, so tell tell us. <laughs> I'm going to pretend I don't know anything you're going to say. That tell us you, how you're... That means you have to laugh, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, I'll laugh. That was just practicing. That was good. my practice laugh. That was good. That was good. Okay, so... Okay. Fellow listeners, fellow geeks, um, <clears throat> I'm going to get kind of personal. I'm going to tell you uh, uh, some very intimate details about my life. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Shaw! Classic. Good start. Good start. Classic Shaw. <laughs> so this was Tuesday night, I think. Monday or Tuesday yeah, night. Yeah, that sounds about right. Whatever, it doesn't matter. It, it was nighttime. It was a night. Yeah, it was nighttime. Um, I was having difficulty sleeping. Why was I having difficulty sleeping? You ask. I'll tell you. The answer is, 
One of my balls was hurting me. <laughs> One of my balls was really in a lot of pain. Like I was trying to sleep on my side. I was trying to cuddle up next to my woman and, Uh-oh. you know, a little spoonage. And mm-hmm. it wasn't working because I was in so much pain trying to lay next to her. Uh, Cause I was squishing one of my nugs and um, your nugs. Yeah. By the way, a uh, quick shout out to McDonald's for the spicy chicken nuggets. Both Wonder Rob oh. and I tried them this week. Shoot. Let's, let's put a pin in your yeah. ball story really quick because yeah. don't, well, don't actually put, don't, I don't suggest you put a pin in your balls, but yeah. Okay. So obviously shop and I are best friends. We talk every day. <laughs> Of course, if you're in the know, McDonald's put out the spicy chicken nuggets, a a, a new menu item. And of course, when I heard, I had to go try it. And I immediately gave my rating to Schaff. And then Schaff said to me he was going to go try it. And he never gave me his rating. So, uh, Geek So To Speak podcast, your number one source for spicy chicken McNugget ratings. Schaff, take it away. So I will say Wonder Rob's uh, rating system, first of all, was out of five. And he gave, he had a taste rating and a spiciness rating. And his taste rating, if I'm not mistaken, was a three out of five. Three out of five spiciness. Spiciness was a four out of five. Or was that backwards? No, no, no. Spiciness, three out of five. Tastiness, four out of five. Oh, okay. I'm going to go and reverse that on you. My rating is spiciness, four out of five. Tastiness, three out of five. <laughs> oh man! Well, you know I like to be in pain. I got a, I've got the uh, the last dab hot sauce from Hot Ones, and you know I put that on everything. <laughs> also, it gives me an excuse to take a hundred breaks during work because my bowels can't handle it. <laughs> Your body is shutting down. <laughs> <laughs> I know my body. Well, my and body it does was, not like it. My body was also shutting down, specifically. All right, my right ball. Yes, we can get back to the ball story now that we've covered the yeah. the super important topic of spicy McNuggets. Yeah. So, Tell us about your ball. <laughs> so my left Which ball. Which ball was it? Yeah, my my left ball was fine. My right ball, not so fine. Okay. Not so fine. It was uh, it was in some pain. I couldn't get comfortable. I kept tossing and turning all night. Uh, did not sleep well. And I'm back to work now. I'm officially out of paternity leave. I am actually working during the day, um, and uh, and so I needed to get some sleep, but I couldn't. So that sucked. So then I'm working. I'm sitting at my my desk here at the house. And, uh, I'm miserable. Like I feel what it feels like is like a dude kicked me in the nuts and then proceeded to keep doing that every like 10 minutes so that the sensation of being kicked in the balls just continued indefinitely. That's what it felt like. It was like a dull pain that just kind of like radiated from my nether regions. So, um, so I was very uncomfortable and I'm freaking out too, because that night when I couldn't sleep, I'm, I'm on Google, you know, you go down that Google rabbit hole of what's wrong with you, right? Like you're self-diagnosing. So I'm like testicular pain. And what comes back with is you're going to have to lose your ball. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, we're going to have to chop that one off. <laughs> There's no way you're going to keep that thing. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, this sucks. They're like, if you think you're going to have another child, think again, asshole. Um, oh, man. You really... still make one with one ball. Yeah. But... Well, I mean, but yeah, this, the odds are against me. I don't know. Yeah. 
fifty percent less. I mean, how's it working for Tom Green? Oh man, we can't. Can one episode of Geek, so to speak, go by without us mentioning Tom Green's ball? <laughs> Friend of the show, Tom Green. <laughs> My ball is all alone. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So I, I was freaking out. I knew I needed to get something checked. Here's the thing, though. I already had a physical scheduled, totally unrelated. I already had a physical scheduled because I, I'm in this place now where I want to know about my health. I want to be like on top of it, right? Um, I got my blood test back. I got my results. My cholesterol was a little too high. We're going to work on that. Um, but totally unrelated. I had this now this ball issue and I'm like, well, the, the, the physical is like the next day. So either I could wait a full 24 hours and maybe it gets worse and maybe my ball literally explodes inside my body or, (laughs) (laughs) or I decided to like go and get it taken care of. So I called, uh, I found a place that was going to be like immediate care. So I went to this place in Camp Verde. It's like a 40 minute drive from where I live. Uh, because Sedona doesn't have much in the way of, of medical centers for that kind of stuff. Of ball doctors. They don't have enough specialized in the testes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I went to Camp Verde and I, uh, got checked in. Of course they wouldn't let me wear my geek, so to speak face mask. They made me take that one off, maybe put on just a medical, uh, blue one. Um, and I waited my turn, got called in the, this, uh, lovely gentleman by the name of Jason. Shout out to Jason. Yes, shout out to Jason, who uh, who is um, uh, prefers men, and there's nothing wrong with that. But just because it's fun to say this, we're going to call him Gason. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm kidding. His name is Jason. I just had to say it because I knew <laughs> Rob would be not okay with that joke. This guy. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> Uh, so Jason, uh, tells me, okay, oh, we're going to take your vitals, get all this stuff out of the way. And then, uh, tell me what's wrong. So I give him the whole spiel. He's like, okay, all right, well, uh, I'm going to, uh, close the door. I'm going to turn the tab, the black tab, uh, on the door. So no one comes in and then I'm going to, we're going to have you drop trow to your knees and, uh, and then go ahead and, and I'll take a look and we'll, we'll see what's going on. So he proceeds to start fondling my balls. I I sh- fondling is probably not the right word cause he's actually just diagnosing, but, um, my body doesn't know any different. <laughs> so, <laughs> now, I, I, what you're probably thinking, listeners, is that that Shaf, uh, your boy Shaf here, got got a, a stiffy, got got a, a little bit of a chub. Um, but no, that did not happen. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Um, actually, I was holding my 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 uh, wiener. I'm trying to think of what way I want to say this. My wiener. <laughs> you could say the word penis. My dick. <laughs> <laughs> I was holding my junk and um he was like, oh no, just just let it hang. Just let it hang. <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> For a medical professional to be like, just let it hang, dude. Uh so I let it hang and uh um he was like, okay, yeah, the, he was like feeling around, it was like super sensitive, it hurt like hell, hurt like hell. I'm like, ow, 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 ow. So he's like, okay, I know what you got going on. Now I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell my listeners, I'm going to tell everybody because I'm an open book and this is something that all men need to be aware that could happen. All right. It's called epididymitis. It's when your epididymis gets uh-huh. inflamed. 
And oh. uh, as far as how this happens, there's a lot of ways. I will tell you, if you look it up, you're going to think, oh, J- Shaf has got an STD. No, I don't. Okay, so... <laughs> Uh, that's not the circumstances. That's what I thought when I looked it up. Yeah, well, that would re- you know th- that that would require a lot of things happening which aren't happening. So, um, no, but uh, there's potential for prostate problems, or there's potential for um, just urine sort of going back through the tubes when it shouldn't. So that's I'm thinking that's probably what happened. But anyways, uh, he's like the it, this is actually a very manageable thing. The treatment is antibiotics, and I was like, oh my god, thank goodness I get to keep my nut (laughs) (laughs) my nuggets aren't going anywhere okay so i get my antibiotics taken care of then but he's like i want to schedule an ultrasound so then he schedules an ultrasound so i go to the ultrasound the next day it's at a different place over in cottonwood which is another like 30 minutes away from my house so i go there and there's this young uh young girl who's going to be uh taking care of the ultrasound now what was her name uh Cassie, I think. Funny how you remember the the gentleman's name. <laughs> well, uh, I was facing the gentleman. I was on my back for, oh. for Cassie, okay. looking up at the That's fair. at the ceiling. So I wasn't staring That's at fair. a badge. Okay. Um, <clears throat> in my defense. Also, she had her hands all over my balls, uh, and the ultrasound was um, very lubed up. And uh, hey, no need to get defensive, shop. I'm just I mean, saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the ultrasound happened. Let me tell you something. Uh, I did. I should have known what was going to happen at the ultrasound. I, I have my significant other just recently gave birth to a baby girl, beautiful baby girl, and uh, we had multiple ultrasounds. I know that they applied the jelly. I know that they use a little wand thing that they kind w- of put against their body, and that yeah. was that. I knew that, but some for some reason in my head, I thought for a guy ultrasound that that would involve an X-ray, <laughs> <laughs> which is something totally different. <laughs> totally different. I mean, to have an X-ray, you need something different. <laughs> you need to have bones. <laughs> They're looking at bones. They're not looking at balls. Balls aren't going to show up on the x-ray. So oh, man. so that was a problem. So uh, I didn't know what to expect. I thought it was going to be an x-ray. I thought they were going to like lay that iron apron over my balls and then like take pictures and stuff. And it was going to be that. No, she wanted, she's like, okay, I need you to, to drop your pants to your knees again, lay on this thing. And I'm going to basically apply this gel. It's kind of warm. So she's basically like massaging my nutsack with with this warm jelly and then proceeds to start taking the pictures and she's slowly moving it around. And I, there was a slight chub, a slight chub. <laughs> uh, no shame in that shop. I'm, I'm going to tell you just I, a red blooded American male. That's right. No that's big right. deal. Now I was really trying to focus on nothing except for the ceiling tile that was above me. <laughs> uh, but it, it don't get chucked. <laughs> Don't get chuffed. I said, don't. Stop don't. it. Don't. Stop it. Listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> so thankfully, I did not fully um, fully erect. Uh, that did not happen. Um, thank goodness. But, yeah, thank goodness. But it was like a 10-minute experience, and I was like, when is this going to be done? I can only hold, out, hold on for so long here. <laughs> so she uh, took pictures of both balls to make sure for comparison, and... Uh, 
uh, as it turns out, the, the original diagnosis was correct. Um, but then I knew I had my physical. And this is where the story, I just want, I'm trying, I'm sorry, it's a long story, but I had <laughs> it's my a physical. Long story. What's <laughs> These that? These people who are like, all right, we're going to talk PlayStation 5. <laughs> <laughs> Getting getting a lot of ball talk first. <laughs> yeah, we got to get it out of the way. So so then I have my physical, and I'm worried going to this physical because normally at a physical, because I've had physicals before, they have to grab your balls and they 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 kind of squeeze them. They ask you to, um, you know, they have you you know do your thing. And that reminded me of a, a childhood story that I, I shared with Wonder Rob, but I'm going to share it with the group here. So uh, I had this one doctor as a kid. And he was a Middle Eastern doctor, a very nice, very sweet man named Dr. V. And they brought us in for physicals. And I was freaking out because I had never had anybody touch me down there, uh, to my knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) So I was going to have this old Middle Eastern man be the first person to touch me down there. And I was kind of freaking out. So my blood pressure was through the roof. They were like taking my... Uh, that blood, like blood pressure cuff. They were doing that multiple times. They're like, why are you so sweaty? <laughs> uh, because this guy is about to touch my balls and I'm not really okay with it. Um, so anyways, he, <laughs> while he's got me in the room, he's, he turns to me and he's got a very thick accent and he says, okay, Jimmy, I want you to turn your head and golf. I'm like, what? Turn your head and golf. What? Turn my head and what? I want you to turn your head and golf. And I'm thinking he wants me to start like pretending to do like a full on like golf swing. Like turn my head and like do this like whole like follow through. I'm like, what? Why? What does that have to do with this? I'm like, is is there something I don't know about? Like this is a part of the medical. I'm ready to start doing a full swing. And then he's like, turn your head and golf. And I realize he wants me to cough. He wants me to turn my head and cough. I almost did a golf swing <laughs> with my pants your form down. Is it's okay. <laughs> You're still uh, over par though. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're over par. I see your double bogeys. <laughs> you're over par. Um, so what, yeah. is that a birdie? <laughs> I can see your double bogeys hanging there. Eagle! <laughs> I'm just reciting everything I learned from Mario Golf at this point. <laughs> Hole in one. Um, <laughs> anyways, so long story short, uh, I did not have to go through with that part of the physical. She was like, I'm going to go be kind on you. And I'm not going to do that because you hurt. Uh, I'm feeling better today. That's a few days, a uh, few days from now. So, uh, I've had some time to recover, still hurting a little bit. So not hundred percent re- recovered, but I'm getting there. So fellow geeks, uh, our, our male fans out there, take care of your balls. All right. If something <laughs> happens, get them checked right away. Okay. I'm, I'm let me be, uh, your, uh, your best friend in that respect to, to tell you to go there and do that. And Wonder Rob, thank you for being a super supportive friend and con- and regularly checking up on my ball. It's true. I was always asking, "How's your ball? <laughs> tell me about your ball. It's nice. Is your ball nice?" 
<laughs> my favorite part was when Wonder Rob was asking about whether or not I had shaved down there. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I was. I, I know if I had to have this experience, I'd I'd be like, well, make sure we're tidy up down there. <laughs> Okay, well, our listeners, our poor listeners have heard enough about my right ball, so we're going to move on. Uh, we have... <laughs> oh, man. Time to move on. Yeah. Only 26 on. minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> A new record. New world record. Okay, so with that, enough talk about balls. It's time for some geek news. Geek news. Nude. News. Nude news. All right. Wonder Rob, you get first dibs. What do you want to talk about? Oh, I get first dibs. Lucky me. All right. Let's talk about some big news that broke today. Shaf, today. Some uh, some Disney Plus news. Some Marvel news. Shaf, um, as you know, <clears throat> we are in the year of pushbacks. We're, we're not getting... Uh, we're not getting Black Widow like we thought. We're not getting Falcon and Winter Soldier like we thought. Uh, we're not getting Wonder Woman like we thought. Uh, plenty of things we're not getting. But despite all that, that's not stopping Disney from dropping some casting news for future shows. Uh, specifically, She-Hulk. Shaf? She-Hulk. She-Hulk. Uh, like Miss... Miss Pac-Man, it says it's essentially it looks exactly the same as Hulk, just with a little bow. <laughs> it's a, the same, the same thing. Well, anyway, She-Hulk has been cast. They dropped the casting announcement for She-Hulk out of nowhere today, and I'm here to tell you, Shaf, are you ready for this? Tatiana Maslany, question mark if I said her name right, uh, is in negotiations. For uh, the lead role in this She-Hulk series, which would be She-Hulk. Now, of course, tons of places like Variety, uh, you know, we got this covered, uh, The Onion, uh, other fake news places. (laughs) The Onion. (laughs) But uh, I, I tried to make a joke there, but it didn't really work. Ultimately, the point I was trying to make is that this is being reported all over the place. A lot of people uh, working under the assumption that, yes, she is She-Hulk. This has been, this is a done deal, but uh, we'll make this known that as of today, as of recording, she's in negotiations. The The deal hasn't been sealed, but it's looking that way, Shaf. Yeah. Um, Tatiana <laughs> Maslany, uh, mostly known for a series called Orphan Black, which was a BBC America drama series, uh, which ran from five seasons, or four or five seasons, excuse me, between 2013 and 2017. Uh, she was nominated for three Emmys and a Golden Globe, uh, and she won Best Actress Emmy for a drama series in 2016. Uh, she also appeared in the HBO drama Perry Mason, um, and she's been in a few movies such as Stronger, Destroyer, and Pink Wall, all of which I've never heard of. Uh, are you familiar with this actress? Yes, I am, but from Orphan Black. Um, I, I've never seen an episode, but I'm pretty sure it, it deals with cloning, and she's got a bunch of clones, and she'll, she has the opportunity to play a bunch of different versions of herself. All right, all right. Well, uh, you know, okay. Um, all right. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. Hmm, yeah. Hmm. 
<laughs> uh, not familiar, but I'm sure she's just fine. I mean, if she's landing the lead role in this, I'm sure she'll be just great. I, of course, wanted uh, the actress from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, who plays Rosa Diaz, uh, Stephanie Be- Beatrice? Beats? Be- she has an interesting last name, too. Uh, corrections Department, I'm sure, is... Uh, took his glasses off and broke them in half when I mispronounced her name. So feel free to reach out, Corrections Department, and let us know how to correctly pronounce Rosa Diaz's real last name. Is it Beatrice? I, that's how I want to say it, but I don't know if that's correct. So mm, I'm just okay. going to leave it at that. Uh, well. But I would have wanted her. Um, I know my boy Shaf wanted... Uh, oh, shoot. What's her name from Community. Allison. Oh, Allison Brie. Yeah, because they were Allison looking for Brie. an Allison Brie type character. It's like, well, then just cast Allison Brie. <laughs> yeah, it's funny how funny how that works. Um, now, Shaf and I were having a conversation about She-Hulk uh, earlier today, off mic, and Shaf um, had interesting theories about what if you accidentally drank She-Hulk's blood? Would you become <laughs> She-Hulk? <laughs> Why would you be drinking her blood? Well, I'll let you know that I'm not going to go into the details of in Schaff's, Schaff's scenario on how you would end up drinking uh, She-Hulk's blood. But I can tell you that Schaff is a cunning linguist, and he does turn a phrase. Um, but that led me to, to look a little further into what are She-Hulk's powers, actually. So I'm going to run this down for you. Outside of being a green-skinned lady, she has a telepathic immunity, Shaf. Uh, she has condensed Get out of my muscle. brain, Charles. <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> uh, she has condensed muscle and bone mass, uh, which was like you with your ball uh, experiment <laughs> this week. <laughs> you were trying to condense your bone mass in front of that girl. Uh, uh, superhuman speed full ability control meaning she can be uh, in a hulk state but not be uh, a hulk caveman she she retains her her personality Um, rapid regeneration slash healing factor super stamina class 100 strength perception charm superhuman reflexes and agility uh, leaping great heights expert fighter at unarmed combat, pilot skills. Ooh, that's a superpower, Shaf. Uh, the thousand hours it takes to get your pilot's license. That's what comes with her blood. Um, superhuman <laughs> resistance to injury and illness, uh, which is the same thing as the healing factor. So I don't know why it's on here twice. Full intelligence. Again, that was already on this list. And body transference abilities. Uh, think Freaky Friday, Shaf. Apparently she can Freaky Friday you. Ah, or at least according to ScreenRant.com's list. So now I think you're up to date and prepared for the She-Hulk series coming whenever on Disney+. Plus. You know, I was thinking if this show had happened in the 90s, you know who they probably would have cast as She-Hulk? She would have been perfect for In it. the 90s? Yeah. Oh, shoot. China. Oh. Remember China? Yeah, I do remember China. <laughs> <laughs> remember China? I don't remember. I remember aspects of China that I wish I don't remember. <laughs> hey, that's teach their own shop. Teach their own. <laughs> I remember one night that. in China specifically. Uh, oh, we all remember that. Uh, who would you? Who would? 
you, you, uh, I can't say it. You got me, that One Night in China reference really threw me. I got to write that down. <laughs> <laughs> we like the obscure references in the show notes. Um, who would you have cast in the 90s for She-Hulk? Lucy Lawless, dude. Lucy Flawless? My first love? Yeah. She would have been a perfect She-Hulk. She-Hulk in the 90s, Lucy Lawless. Yeah, I could see it. I could see it. I'm a. I'm gonna give you a pass. I'm gonna give you a pass for that one night in China joke, uh, <laughs> for your Lucy Lawless reference. So, you're you're back to zero, Shaf. Nice. That's where I like to be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's next? All right. Well, th- here's some news I'm super duper excited about. I'm a little surprised that they are going as far as saying this is happening, but. If it's true, I'm totally on board. Very excited. So more MCU news about casting. Uh, And again, this is still not confirmed. This is uh, sort of like all signs point to this being true. We know that uh, a guy by the name of Jonathan Majors, who is currently starring in HBO's Lovecraft Country, which is Mm -hmm. apparently a really great show. I have not seen it, but it apparently is awesome. Uh, he's supposed to be joining the MCU. Now, who is he playing? Well, that's the interesting part. So he's been cast in a major role in the next Ant-Man movie. Now, sources are saying that he's going to be playing supervillain Kang the Conqueror. (laughs) Now, that's not just some, like, thing. That's a pretty big deal. You don't introduce Kang without plans to kind of keep him as a potential threat for bigger stuff. Cause he's one of probably the biggest of the Marvel villains of all time. And I yes, say of all he's time, definitely not a, not a one. Oh, I see what you did there of all time, <laughs> of all time, of all time, because he himself is a bit of a time traveler. And I think he's the perfect villain to bring in post Thanos because how did they fix things in Avengers Endgame, but with time travel and all of their meddling in time uh, would probably get gather the attention of the this thirty first century being um, King the Conqueror. So uh, I, I would love this. I hope this is true. There's no there's no site that confirms that King the Conqueror is going to be in Ant Man three. In fact, we don't even know much more of anything else about Ant Man three, but. Um, if this is true, I'm totally on board. What did you think when you saw this news? King the Conqueror has been one of these rumored things. Another we got this covered kind of story, but for real this time. I was joking <laughs> before, but you know, oh, all these theories point to King the Conqueror. Let me tell you how King the Conqueror is going to come into the MCU. Time travel in Endgame is the perfect excuse for King the Conqueror. And... <laughs> Are you doing an impression of me? (laughs) No. No. I'll do an impression of you. Here I go. Oh, great. Look good, feel good. Look good, feel good. The King of Conqueror. (laughs) I can't even do a straight face. That's not what you sound like, Shop. Whatever. That's it is how I sound. (laughs) My name's Shop. Ooh, let me. Put my geek news in you, <laughs> all up in you. Um, no, but I've the, just tons of theories online about King the Conqueror, and 
when I saw this, of course, I'm not familiar with the actor. Again, that's two for two Marvel. But I did get excited about King the Conqueror because the thing about King the Conqueror, Shaf, which I'm sure you know, but I'm going to tell you like you don't know, and maybe these people listening don't know if they're not familiar with King the Conqueror. I mean, he's he's from centuries in the future, 31st century, if I remember correctly, and uh, he doesn't have any superpowers per se. He's just an, an ordinary man. But in the 31st century, he finds some uh, ancient, quote-unquote ancient, doom, as in Dr. Doom, uh, tech uh, that enables time travel. And essentially, he's going back in time to try to alter history to, to make it so he's ruling the world. And the thing about King the Conqueror is that you can defeat him but he could just come back tomorrow because this guy has a time machine and he's all over the place. I was reading a little further into it, actually, just out of curiosity earlier today, getting prepared for the show. This I didn't know, but there's, there is, um, there, there is a, an organization of Kangs. So there's like, <laughs> like the Illuminati practically, but it only Kangs. <laughs> I like the that. Society of Kings. I forget what it's called, but it reminds me of on Rick and Morty. I know you're not familiar, Shaf, but there's a, a society of Ricks in Rick and Morty uh, of all these alternate uh, timeline and alternate reality Ricks. Uh, so same idea, but of Kings. And so this is a, this is an interesting bad guy, an interesting bad guy. Definitely not one that would just be a one and done, especially in Ant-Man 3. I'll do respect to Ant-Man 2 and Ant-Man 1. But, I mean, these aren't Marvel's best performing movies. No, no. Uh, they're not bad, but they're not they're not the, the, the high-end Marvel movies. So it's interesting that they would bring them in for Ant-Man 3. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm excited to see where this goes for sure. Well, also, his real name is Nathaniel Richards, and he's likely yes. related to the Fantastic Four's leader, Reed Richards. So we even have a Fantastic Four connection. And that might even be something that they introduce in Ant-Man 3 as well. Because they've got access to Fox's properties. And that's, I think, how they could even use Kang in the first place. Because I'm pretty sure James Gunn tweeted at some point during uh, Guardians of the Galaxy uh, that Kang was a character that was under the ownership of 20th Century Fox at that time. So the fact that he's being considered means that Fantastic Four could also be something in the mix too, which would be also really exciting. He alters the past and Fantastic Four appears. Yes, and it's actually a good Fantastic Four, not a bad Oh my God, John Krasinski from The Office. And Emily Blunt from John Krasinski. (laughs) Yes, and... Pat Oswalt does the thing. Pat Um And um, it doesn't really... M- and Chris Evans as the human torch. Again. Yes. Bring back Chris Evans. <laughs> you thought I was done? He's too busy posting pictures of his dong. <laughs> that Not enough time. Poor Chris Evans. Shout out friend of the show, Chris Evans' is dong. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited for King the Conqueror. Totally. All right, all right, all right. So moving on, Shaf, my old boy. Uh, (laughs) Let's talk about more MCU news. Uh, Chris Hemsworth uh, was on an interview uh, this past week, and he let everybody know that essentially 
he is not planning to quit the MCU anytime soon, Shaw. Ah, well, that's good. Um, so essentially he noted that the original contract that he had, um, the last film that he was contractually obligated to do was Endgame. Uh, he said specifically, and I quote, contractually right now, yes, this is it. I'm done. I won't be playing their character again. It's sort of a scary thought. This really seemed like a never-ending thing, and now it's potentially finishing. Um, after Endgame came out, though, he did say, I'd still love to do more, and I don't know what the plan is. I feel like we've opened up such a different character. I feel more energized for the possibility of where it can go. Um, and, of course, we all know soon after that, Shaf, he signed up to do Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, but circling back to what I mentioned before, so he was interviewed in a Polish magazine called El Man. That's uh, f- a Polish shop for the man. <laughs> <laughs> Hemsworth dispelled the idea that he would be replaced by Natalie Portman, who uh, we know is going to be in Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, in response to that question, uh, specifically whether he would be hanging his hammer up to pass it on to Portman, he replied, quote, Are you crazy? I'm not going into retirement. Thor's far too young for that. He's only 1,500 years old. This is definitely not the film where I say goodbye to this brand. At least I hope so. So there there you have it, Shroff. Uh The only big three character left, Iron Man, dead. Captain America, losing his virginity with Peggy Carter. Too busy doing that. And now he's collecting on Social Security. Yeah, something like that. Uh, do they still have Social Security in the MCU? It's a different timeline. But we get to have more Thor, and that's good for everybody, Shaf. That's really good for everybody. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. I'm so glad he doesn't, doesn't want to be done. But at the same time, when I was reading this article, I, I thought to myself, what if this is all just one big misdirection? What if he's saying, oh, I'm gonna, I, I'm not going anywhere. I want to continue to play Thor, you know, at least three more movies, whatever. But really, that's just to kind of take us off the scent that he is, in fact, giving up his Thor mantle in this next movie. Why do you got to come in with that negative energy, Shop? No. Maybe no. it's because I only have one ball working right now. <laughs> <laughs> that Okay, fair enough. You're back to zero. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you, Shop. <laughs> I mean, I'm not like that. I'm going to give it to you, though. I'm going to give it to you so good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, I meant sex, Shop. D- well, that's how I interpret <laughs> Give it to you real good. <laughs> Best friends. Best friends. Um, so one final story on the geek news front before we uh, move on over to talking about the PS5 event and talking about Marvel's Avengers on PS4. Uh, and this bit of news comes from Sony Pictures. So Sony Pictures Entertainment confirmed that Sony will not be releasing any more tentpole movies theatrically until the pandemic is over. I think that's a pretty tall order to say that because, I mean, when is it going to be over? <laughs> it gets a really good question, Chop. It's it's a, like a situation that it's either mutating or um, the vaccine may come out in a few months or something. We don't know. 
People aren't going back to work yet. I'm still working from home. And according to the latest information, it might not be until January that I'm back in the office. And even then it's going to be a modified thing. Like, like can Sony afford to just keep pushing things out when they're spending massive amounts of money on budgets of movies? Like where's the payoff? So uh, it's strange to me, but they said what we won't do is make the mistake of putting a very, very expensive 20, I'm sorry, not 20, $200 million movie out in the market unless we're sure the theaters are open and operating at significant capacity. Now, I think this was a direct dig at uh, both Tenet, which did mm-hmm. poorly uh, at the box office because not everybody feels comfortable going back to the cinema, um, but also uh, Mulan, which was Disney's great experiment related to Disney plus, which has been a pretty awful, uh, money situation for them too. Cause I believe it was a $200 million budget, um, for that movie. So uh, you can tell that Sony is definitely targeting their competitors, uh, with that statement. Um, I don't know, man, the, I, I understand Sony's point on this one, but I think they just need to, they need to, think ahead to what can we do? Uh, what, like, what is satisfying people? It's not going back to the movie theaters. People are afraid to go. So you don't wait. You got content you're sitting on that you could be making money on. You provide ways for people to see it. Safe ways. Yeah. It's just like, so of course, Wonder Woman 1984 got pushed back to Christmas. Christmas Day. Uh, did you know, Shaf, that they began filming Wonder Woman 1984 in 2018? <laughs> they started it in 1984. <laughs> <clears throat> now, maybe, potentially. I, I don't really buy that we're going to be getting it in theaters in, at Christmas. Just based on how everything's going, I'm not really counting on it. So, potentially, 2021, this movie's coming out. Three years later, after it was filmed. And who's going to care about Wonder Woman? I feel like the the hype train for Wonder Woman is dying down significantly. And so I feel like that's also going to happen. Because, yeah, we were excited for Ghostbusters uh, reboot or whatever it was called. Afterlife. Re- revived. Re- uh, re- regurgita- Ghostbusters regurgitated. That's what it was. I, <laughs> I remembered it. Thanks, Shop. Um, but are we going to be on a hype train about it if it's not out for another two years, just hypothetically speaking. True. True. I don't know. It's frustrating, man. It's frustrating. And you know, it's going to mess up, uh, Marvel's timeline because we're not going to get Spider-Man three until of course they're ready to release it. And you know, that's probably in a specific space, uh, in phase four that Marvel wants it to be released. So then we have to worry about that, but there is one silver lining, uh, which I don't know if you were going to mention, Shop, but I'll go ahead and mention it, is we don't have to watch Morbius. <laughs> uh, Morbius can wait. Morbius. The living vampire. That's right. Morbius got his powers, by the way. A lot of people don't know this, but Morbius got his vampire powers because he was dating Jennifer Walters, a.k.a. She-Hulk, and she was on her, uh, it was her time of the month. And oh, he no. was, he was in between her legs. And, and oh, no. That 
you know, that's how it happened. Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, no. Morbius oh, no. was born. Um, what I wanted to say oh, about no. this. Oh, um, what was I going to say? I, I had it. And then I don't I think there's it. anything left to say at this point. <laughs> oh, no. Here, here's my idea. Okay, I have a brilliant idea, Wonder Rob, on how we can go ahead and still see Black Widow, like, next week. I have okay, idea. next week. I like it. So here's what we do. We have to uh, forge entry into the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Okay, sounds easy enough. Okay, I'm going to use my ball situation and indicate that I only have weeks left. Okay, And All I'm right. going to, you know, Marvel has made the made a, a, a concession before for dying kids to go see their movies ahead of schedule. That's true. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm going to say I... For my dying wish, I want to see uh, Black Widow, and I want to bring my very best friend, Wonder Rob, with me to go see it. Yes. I love this. This idea. We pass you off as a baby. We, we get, like, an oversized uh, <laughs> baby carriage. We get, like, the little like little baby bassinet. Uh, essentially, d- dress you up like a baby from, like, the 40s where they have the little hood on and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, for and sure. put a little thing like, goo goo ga ga. My son, he's only uh, eight months old, but he just wants to see Black Widow so bad. So bad. <laughs> it's the only word he knows how to say. Black Widow. Black Widow. See? <laughs> Come on. Just let us see it before he dies. This is a flawless plan. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. I don't see any sort of problem (laughs) at all. (laughs) No one's thought of that one. Um, Yeah. So anyways, Sony needs to figure it out because they think that things are going to go back to normal. And here's the truth is there the new, the new normal is not going to be the old normal. So movie companies are going to have to figure that out. And if that means that they make lower budget films to support the lower amount of money that they're going to make, or if they have to then up the cost of these streaming services or the cost to watch a movie uh, at home as like a paid video on demand, whatever they have to do, things are going to change and that they have to be open to change, not be, we're going to be a stick in the mud and say, we're not going to do put any movies out because uh, we want, we, we want to make money because that's proving to everyone that they care more about money and less about safety. Typical big wig, fat cat, corporate fat cats. Sitting there in your, with your catty fatness. Cat fatness. <sighs> okay. Okay. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, Chef. While we calm down about these corporate fat cats, I'm so angry. Let's tell these guys where they can find us on social media. And when we get back as a as a way to relax, to get our blood pressure down, let's talk about Sony's PlayStation 5 reveal and game trailers and Marvel's Avengers on the PlayStation 4. What do you say, Shav? How does that sound? That sounds amazing. All right. <laughs> Hey gang, it's Wonder Rob again. And Shaf's here too. We just wanted to take a quick break to let you know where you can find us on social media. That's right. Catch us on Twitter at Geek So to Speak PC, where I'll be tweeting and retweeting all of the latest geek news. Also, find us on Facebook and Instagram at Geek So to Speak 
podcast where yours truly will be serving up those deliciously geeky posts, not to mention memes, trailers, articles, videos, and much, much more. While, of course, Shock celebrates his inner geek on Instagram with all kinds of geekgasm, all-inducing pics and memes. <laughs> if you're enjoying what you're hearing, let us know. Find us and follow us, rate us, and review us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. We've got new episodes every week, so don't forget to tune in. Same geek time. Same geek channel. And we're back. That's right, we are back, and we are talking about the PlayStation 5 event. So... This uh, was just this past Thursday. Uh, we're recording. No, I'm sorry. Past Wednesday. We're recording this on Thursday. It will be out on Friday. So um, this showcase had a bunch of game trailers and it also revealed and we'll probably start with this. It also revealed the price of the console. So there's a PlayStation 5 that has the disc drive attached. And then there's a digital edition of the PlayStation 5 if you are deciding to only buy digital releases for games. If, like, for instance, you live in Sedona where there is no place you you could buy a video game in the city, then that might be the better option for you. But they released uh, the prices of that. And uh, uh, so we'll start there and then we'll go into the games. Um and probably just talk about like our favorite of the games. Cause there's a bunch of games that they revealed. And I got to tell you, there's plenty that I was like, I don't give a rat's ass about this game. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was, we'll talk, we'll get back to the price in just a sec, but I was, uh, in bed. Uh, I took a break from work and I said, I'm going to put in my earbuds. Uh, I just went to my bedroom, laid down on the bed, Watched it on my phone live as it was happening, so I didn't have the opportunity to be uh, chit-chatting while everything was being premiered. But I can tell you that I would be getting notifications from you, Shop, <laughs> and our corrections department uh, as it was happening. And that was almost as entertaining as <laughs> watching the event. Uh, game trailers on. We're about two minutes into it and just a message from Shop. Boring! <laughs> Not interested. <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> this one will make was, me shit myself. <laughs> it was very entertaining. Um, but you're right, Shaf. You're right. So uh, we did get, finally, uh, the the pricing info on the PlayStation 5. So it's, it's, it's not news to anybody at this point if you're interested in getting a PlayStation 5. So we won't de- dwell on this too much, but... The uh, the regular edition of the PlayStation Five is coming out at four ninety nine, uh, which is going to be the same price as the Xbox Series X, Shaf, and um, the discless version of the PlayStation Five is going to be three ninety nine, uh, versus the discless version of the discless. Xbox uh, Xbox Series X, which is going to be two ninety nine, Shaf, um, but. I know we're here to talk about uh, PlayStation and not Xbox, but the main difference between the discless version of the PlayStation 5 and the discless version of the Xbox Series S is that the Xbox is also an underpowered machine compared to the Xbox Series X. These names are going to get confusing, Shaf. Uh, but essentially, it's an underpowered version. Um and it doesn't have quite as much memory. And as far as I can tell, 
just trying to find as much information on the specs for the PlayStation 5 and the PlayStation 5 discless. Uh, that they have the same specs. So one is not quote unquote weaker than the other. Um, at least as far as I can tell right now as of recording. So that's just a little something for you too. Something for you to chew on, Shaf. There you go. Uh, and I thought it was interesting. PlayStation 5 is being released in the United States, Japan, Canada, Mexico, Australia, New Zealand, and South Korea on the 12th. And then the rest of the world on the 19th. Uh, sucks to be in Europe. Eat it, Europeans. <laughs> Eat it. Um, what do you think of that price, Shaf? Uh, honestly, I expected it to be higher. I, I thought for sure it was going to be a higher price. Um, <clears throat> so I, I think it's definitely affordable. It's not affordable for me right now, but it's it's an affordable console, which is a surprise for a next-gen console to be affordable. Yeah, I thought it was going to be, I, I don't know, I just... I had in my mind that it was going to be like $600. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why, but I thought, but all the rumors supposedly were pointing at uh, about the value of the, the hardware comes in at about 600. Uh, so Sony is uh, supposedly taking a loss on this console, uh, but I'm sure they have ways to make up for it, which we'll talk about. So uh, let's do this, Shaf. I'll tell you what. I'm just going to go down the list of games. You can tell me, interested, not interested. And if you are interested, we'll talk about it. Let's okay. do that. And if I'm interested, we'll talk about it. Okay, so first thing that they showed, uh, a series that I know Shaf loves. Um, <laughs> he uh, eagerly anticipates it because Shaf is a weeb. Um, uh, he loves hentai. And, um, <laughs> well, he's an, he's an all-around manga head. Uh, Final Fantasy 16 was revealed, Shaf. Um, I, this is confession. I tur- tuned into the live stream about a minute into this trailer, so I didn't get to catch all of it. And I had no uh, real intention to go back and watch it. Oh, man. Never Wonder really Rob, been you, into Final Fantasy. You really uh, missed nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's it it's, it's just never really been my cup of tea um turn-based um jrpgs i mean it's it's not something that i find particularly entertaining but rumor has it that this is going to be more along the lines of the action rpg uh like kingdom hearts um so i might wait and see what the reviews look like but just right now I mean, I'm not soups interested in Final Fantasy. Is that safe to say you're you're in the same boat, Shaw? Uh, I couldn't be more uninterested in this this game. I don't. Wow. I don't under. And I, maybe I'm going to alienate some of our listeners, but I don't get it. I, I don't understand how a game could have 16 iterations of itself at this point and and be as boring looking as this game looks like and the style of the game i hate too you can all you always know when you're watching a trailer like before they say final fantasy 27 no you know it's a final fantasy game like you know it because you can see the look the the way the characters are designed where they all look like beautiful porcelain dolls that stuck their fingers into an outlet yeah exactly straight hair is like (laughs) yeah sticking straight out and they and regardless of their age they have like old middle-aged man uh voices they'll they'll be like little kids but they still i am daedalus blah 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 uh 
Uh, it just it irritates me. So this game, no, not even remotely interested. You will never find it in my disc or discless uh, PlayStation 5. For sure. Oh, man. Real quick, uh, circling back to the consoles, because you just reminded me, I forgot to ask you. Just generally speaking, do you think you want the disc version or the disc list? Uh, I think, see, here's the way I'd like to treat it is I'd like to have the option to download something digitally, but I don't want to be left with no choice but to play something digitally. So mm. for me, it's I'd rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Because it's not like That's, you can just get an add-on. I, I haven't seen anything for like an external disk drive. So like if you get your digital version, you're like, oh, I kind of wish I could play this Blu-ray. Well, then go fuck yourself. Now you got to spend another 500 bucks. So you may as well just have gotten the disc one in the first place. Remember when the uh, Xbox 360 was out and then they had the HD DVD player, but it was like a whole, whole separate thing. <laughs> yeah. and you had to plug it. You had to plug it in. <laughs> oh, man. You just reminded me of that. Blast from the past. All right. Um, next game was Spider-Man Miles Morales on the PlayStation 5. Uh, I think it's safe to say... Shoff is interested in this one. Oh, yeah. Uh, this one looked like I'm, a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, the trailer, uh, you know, shows Miles Morales. It's It starts with him, you know, uh, he's on a rooftop and he's late for his mom's rally and he runs down to the street and it's him and his friend making their way to his mom's rally. Um, and it really just showing off the environment, you know, the characters, what, how everything looks. And then it cuts to gameplay, Miles Morales on the bridge fighting against the Tinkerer and the Tinkerer's goons. Um, and a lot of familiar gameplay if you've played Spider-Man on the PlayStation 4. But, of course, it did feature a lot of uh, Miles Morales' new movesets also, being able to shock you, that electric shock that he can do, uh, turning invisible. Uh, and it looked rad. Looks real rad, and the the graphics looked pretty solid. Uh, of course, they say they captured on PlayStation Five hardware, so it's tough to really say. Like, are they PlayStation Five hardware on a PC plus extra, or is it actually PlayStation Five hardware? Either way, looks pretty good to me. And the good news, Shaf, is if you don't have a PlayStation Five when this game launches, it's also going to be on the PlayStation Four, buddy. That's right. But if you're a purist, you might wait. I guess that's just really up to you. Uh, but I'm, I'm hyped for this. I think this is going to be a pretty good one. I mean, I don't know that there's much more to say about it that isn't already known or we haven't already said on the show, but I think it's going to be good. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to this one. It's going to be a lot of fun. It does seem like a lot of similar gameplay. I hope that there's enough that keeps it varied, um, that it's not just like a, a reskin of uh of spider-man i hope it's a full-on like from the the bottom up like overall of the combat system and it does look like that a little bit bottom up overalls <laughs> <laughs> and tinkerer was an interesting choice i've never seen tinkerer so agile and like in the combat like usually tinkerer is hiding behind some big bot or something like that like mm-hmm. and it kind of looks like tinkerer is a female so the voice kind of sounded like a female. So that's an interesting choice too, that gender bent uh, style. So I'm all for it. I'm excited. Um, Harry Potter, colon, Hogwarts Legacy. 
the rumored Harry Potter RPG was finally announced and given a premiere trailer. It, it uh, looks like players will be able to travel back to the late 1800s, visit well-known locations from the movies and books. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy will be available on the PlayStation 5 in 2021. Uh, this one caught me by surprise, man. Uh, there have been rumors, just like I said, about a Harry Potter RPG for a while, but I didn't really know what to think about it. I mean, I'm I'm a fan, quote-unquote, of Harry Potter and probably the loosest definition that you could possibly say. I've seen the movies once. I saw every single one in the theaters. I haven't read the books, but I've been to the Wizarding World a few times uh, in Florida. Uh, but an RPG set in the the wizarding world seems okay to me like especially if it's like an a sandbox open like legend of zelda uh fable style game but yeah i mean it the the idea on paper sentient interesting to me did this uh did this one scratch that itch shaf that harry <laughs> potter itch that i know you always have <laughs> uh it did it did you know i i do like harry potter uh i have seen all the movies not in the theaters uh but i have seen all the movies uh i have read the first book and i did even have the the ios game whatever that game was called uh it was kind of similar to pokemon go but it was for uh harry potter wizards unite i think is what it was called oh yeah um and the characters really look very similar to like the character design of this trailer. They look very similar to the iOS game. So I was like, Oh, okay. So it's pretty close. If it's a truly open world game that lets you explore Hogwarts and even lets you go beyond Hogwarts to say like Diagon Alley or, um, other areas. Like I know this is the late 1800s. So maybe things looked a little different then. I'm not sure. Um, but I would definitely be interested in this game because uh, magic, who doesn't like the magic, right? Like that's, that's fun. And it's well-known locations you get uh, for those that are like real like Potterheads, like they can enjoy um, places from the books and the movies and things like that. I, it's, it's fun. And you don't have to worry about Harry Potter, right? Like he's not around yet. He's not even a, a consideration. His parents, that whole thing hasn't even happened yet. So Voldemort isn't Voldemort at this point. So like, I love, I like that they went back there cause then they don't have to worry about Harry All that Potter stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's a totally like unmapped area. So it's exciting. Yeah, I'm watching the trailer right now. I mean, it looks, it looks interesting. There's no real gameplay as far as I can tell. It all looks like uh, CGI cutscenes. but man, if they can, if they can pull this one off, I think it'll be a really interesting one. Um, I think the concept is good on paper. And it, and it piqued my interest, despite not being a super, uh, a potter head. Um, one time, uh, uh, shoot, like six years ago, I was dating this girl. Her, uh, her name was Kat. Uh, and she was really into Harry Potter. And, and she didn't tell me she was getting a tattoo. Uh, and it was Harry Potter. And she showed it to me. And it's on her leg in Harry Potter font. Uh, for us, comma, it's real. <laughs> with a little snitch. And I was like, wow. <laughs> wow. I left it at that. Uh, you, then we you didn't take that much it? longer after that. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't want to say that those two things are uh, in correlation, but maybe it's a coincidence. Maybe it's not. I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War campaign gameplay. 
Um, I mean, Call of Duty's Call of Duty. It's not my favorite. I don't hate it necessarily. Um, I may or may not play it. The The graphics look good. I'll give it that. But I don't know that I'm super pumped about uh, Black Ops Call, Call of Duty co- colon uh, Cold War or whatever it's called. Because I'm not a casual. Okay. That's right. I'm calling everybody who plays this game a casual. Uh, <laughs> what about you, Shaw? Uh, I honestly have barely played any Call of Duty games, so I really can't speak too much on it other than to say it looked like a lot of fun, especially that whole airport, um, like on the tarmac, like you're chasing after a cargo plane with like the you're piloting like this little drone at one point in the trailer. Like it, it was pretty cool. And I would imagine that some of the stuff that we were seeing, they were taking some of the control that would have been probably like quick time events. Um, it looked like it was those kinds of things where you had to press a button quickly or mash a button fast or yeah. something and didn't have it on the screen, but I'm pretty sure that those kinds of things would be happening in those moments. And that looked like, Oh, that for sure. Fun. So, um, uh, so I, I mean, I'd play it, but I, I wouldn't, honestly, I wouldn't jump on purchasing it. I'd have to, I don't know how I would play it otherwise, but it, I'm never like, jones in for call of duty that's not that's not how it works and i'm not really big into multiplayer either and call of duty is big on like the multiplayer aspect and so that kind of doesn't really appeal to me either so oh yeah casuals love the multiplayer (laughs) um resident evil village uh which is resident evil 8 um this was the one uh what did you send i'm gonna look up exactly what you said to me (laughs) <laughs> Actually, I can't. Our res- our text messages are too far deep at this point. But you, go, you definitely had opinions in. on this one. I'll go dig in. Um, but anyway, this is a Resident Evil Village gameplay trailer. It uh, digs even deeper into the dark fairy tale aesthetic we've seen. Uh, with a creepy old lady, exploration through chilling environments, monsters, and a folk tale of a little girl in a forest. Um, but it's more Resident Evil. If you played Resident Evil 7, it's the same gameplay style, uh, first person. Um, and I I really love Resident Evil. These spooky games, I can only play them in short bursts. But I love them, man. I love them. So I'm definitely looking forward to Resident Evil 8. What about you? <laughs> Shoffman. Uh, <laughs> all right. So here's a point where you said, I know me and Shoff will be playing Resident Evil 8. And you said, we'll be shaking in our little panties. And then I said, <laughs> I'm going to fast before playing that game so I don't shit myself. <laughs> that so, tracks. Yeah. So the, the I can't handle these games, man. These games give me nightmares. I, I mean, I know that before you were controlling like it was third person mode and these newer resident evil games are first person right and they're even the last one you could even play in vr yeah no no definitely not (laughs) definitely not (laughs) nope don't like that oh (laughs) man (laughs) can't handle it uh i could not handle there was a, a a creepy old lady in this trailer uh looked like a werewolf situation crazy weird zombies it it had everything that would make me poop my pants so i'm not interested in pooping my pants uh as we found out on our previous podcast episode uh i I don't enjoy pooping my pants i don't know what to do with my pants after i've pooped them so uh 
I turn them inside throw, out. Yeah, throw them on a roof. They still good, somewhere. dude. Throw them on a roof somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, call back. Loyal listeners know that story. Um, they uh, showed a new trailer for Death Loop gameplay, uh, which is a time manipulating shooter, uh, which has a seventies vibe, uh, lots of punching, lots of shooting. Uh, but essentially, uh, Groundhog's Day, but a shooter. Looks interesting. I'll probably play it. I'm excited about this one. Yeah, I think that one looks good. Uh, Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition. Uh, this was one where I yawned through the whole trailer shop. I didn't even watch it. I was so bored. All right, well, then let's skip. Uh, more power to you out there if you love Devil May Cry, but not our not our forte. Um, Oddworld colon Soulstorm. Uh, this was another one where I watched the whole trailer. It didn't really grab my attention that much, but I'm not a fan per se of the Oddworld games. I never really played those. So I'm sure, you know, the loyal fan base is super excited, but not for me, Sean. It was weird. The Like the cinematics, uh, those looked like polished, but then the gameplay really looked kind of a step back. Um, it, nothing really seemed too clear. It's the, the graphics seemed a little bit murky. And it gave too much. I mean, I don't know the Oddworld series very well, but it had so much of like like a Lemmings vibe to it. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. That's how it's always looked to me. Um, and I'm also not really a fan of Lemmings. Yeah. So maybe that's why this game never spoke to me. Um, Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach was announced, um, taking place at a new location called Freddy Fazbear's Mega Pizza Plex. Uh, which is going to be available on the PS5. Great. Um, that's probably another one where I will want to play it and poop my pants. Uh, I told the story about what, how I played Five Nights at Freddy's for the first time not too long ago, and so I'm sure I'll have a lot of opinions on this game. Uh, Shaw, safe to say, probably isn't going to play it. No, no, <laughs> no, definitely not. Although I think Five Nights at Freddy's needs to stay on the iOS and stay off of next-gen consoles. This oh, is... they got Five Nights at Freddy's on the Oculus? I haven't been brave enough to try that yet, No, though. thanks. Um, Demon Souls extended gameplay. This was another one where Shaf's uh, quips were coming in. Uh, Shaf had a lot of negative things to say about Demon Souls, if I recall, Shaf. Give, <laughs> it a, give him a taste. Awful. It looked awful. It, it was like, <laughs> it would look like a torturous game to play. That your, your character, you're dropped in as this, like, knight and you got shining armor on, and you have to go from room to room, hallway to hallway, courtyard to courtyard, taking on other knights or zombies or whatever, like, undead creature is coming your way. With the exception of the final boss that they show at the end of this trailer, it is, like, the most tedious, boring-looking game. You go into... uh, you're in like a castle. So you're going up a staircase and then he has the, <laughs> there's like no action. <laughs> the, the knight goes up a staircase. He walks across a platform. He goes up another staircase. He walks across another platform. He goes up another spiral staircase this time. And then he walks across a platform and then one night, one measly night that he has to face off against. And all he does is swing his sword once. And the guy drops. There's like no difficulty level. And then uh, there was like no bad guys. There was no plot. 
and there was no interest on my part in this game. So I will not be playing Damon Souls, and I will judge anyone who does. Well, keep in mind, Shaf, uh, to be on the other side of the coin, uh, it is a remaster. This game's been out for a little while. So probably why they didn't show the the plot. Not to say that they shouldn't have or should have, because they're, they're trying to get people to play like you, Shaf. Also, uh, this game is supposedly notorious uh, in terms of its difficulty. Um, yeah, it looked real hard. I've never played this series. I do have a good buddy of mine uh, back in Arizona whose name is Josh, uh, who particularly loved these games. So I'm sure he's pumped. Um, but I may or may not try it, depending on how bored I am. Um, Unreal Engine Fortnite 4, or excuse me, Unreal Engine 4, Fortnite gameplay. Can you believe they got Fortnite shot? What a coup. <laughs> what a what a get for the PlayStation 5. That was what um, confirmed it for me. <laughs> there you go. And last but not least, they announced uh, the PlayStation Plus Collection, which essentially is PlayStation's answer to uh, Game Pass on Xbox. Uh, probably because there's not a lot of games going to be out at launch. Uh, but essentially, it's a monthly subscription that gives you... Um, access to a back catalog of PlayStation's greatest hits, uh, such as God of War, uh, Bloodborne, Monster Hunter, Final Fantasy, XV, uh, Fallout 4, Mortal Kombat X, Uncharted 4, Ratchet & Clank, Days Gone, Until Dawn, Detroit Become Human, which I would recommend, Shaf, and you listeners, Detroit Become Human is a good game, B- uh, Battlefield 1, Infamous Second Son, Batman Arkham Knight, which is a weird one because that game's like 10 years old. Uh, Last Guardian, Last of Us Remastered, Persona 5, Resident Evil 7, Biohazard. So that's there you have it, Shroff. The, the PlayStation event uh, has been revealed. Uh, there was also a shitstorm in terms of the uh, pre-orders. I'll just <laughs> talk about this briefly. So after the PlayStation reveal was over, uh, Sony quickly tweeted, and guess what, everybody? PlayStation. Station 5 pre-orders will be available starting tomorrow. Uh, but that was not the case, Shop. Nope. In fact, it was the exact opposite. Almost immediately, uh, vendors were pre-ordering. I caught word from uh, our corrections department that uh, GameStop was already doing their pre-orders. Uh, this was about two hours later. Uh, of course, I was out on the road in between um, job sites. And so I made a stop to GameStop to try to make my pre-order. And they said that they had sold out within minutes, uh, that their phones were ringing off the hook. So, okay, bus there. I didn't I didn't try any other GameStop because if it's out at one GameStop, it's probably out at the mall. Um, but luckily, Walmart had some pre-orders, but that went out really fast. Best Buy launched theirs, and their website... Uh, was a joke, uh, <laughs> crashed, couldn't do nothing. It was just, it was bad. Uh, Amazon sold out minutes. So pretty much everywhere went out in minutes. Um, and everybody was having a heck of a hard time even getting websites to load because everybody was crashing the servers. Um, and then Walmart put out more today and... I was unsuccessful, Shaf, at getting that pre-order via Walmart.com, but by chance I checked the app, Shaf, Walmart app, Ooh. and I was able to snag a pre-order for the PlayStation 5. I got one, Shaf. Congrats. Uh, got... Thank you. So far, I'm I'm still waiting for an email to say, just kidding, because it was so hard to get uh, 
to get a pre-order. I can't believe how crazy difficult it was to get a pre-order on the PlayStation 5. Um, so I'm fingers crossed that it goes through. But they have charged me the full price. <laughs> that was the downside. I did have to sort of sacrifice and pay for it all up front. So my boy doesn't need to eat. What was that with tax? Five thirty-seven, I think. Okay. Okay. Um, but it is secured. It is in the bag. So I do have my PlayStation Five Ooh, pre-order for now, Shaf. For now. Uh, but that's it. So uh, more to come on the PlayStation Five as it develops. Uh, but we'll be talking about it a little more, uh, of course. Come November 12th. All right. Moving on. Shaf, what's on the docket next? I know you're dying to talk about this. <laughs> the next thing we're going to talk about is uh, our impressions of the PS4 game uh, that everyone's been talking about and getting stuck on uh, due to glitches and bugs in the system. I'm talking about Marvel's Avengers. So yeah. Square, Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics uh, brought... Uh, the Avengers to the PS4 in a big way. And there's many things about this game that are done correctly and done well. But there's also a, a handful, a very solid, heavy handful of things that the game does completely wrong. <laughs> That's good. So, good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. So um, I know Wonder Rob has a few bits of stats related to the game, which I think was kind of interesting. Yes, uh, let me just pull it up here. So I just, out of curiosity, I went to Metacritic. It's sitting at a, a 67 score on Metacritic, Shaf. Um, and the user score is not looking that great. A user score out of 10, it's sitting at a 5.3 based on user reviews. And I don't necessarily disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we were looking forward to this game. We were. I mean, we talked. We've been talking about this game for a while. Um, and of course, it came out. I got the game. You got the game. Um, thank you, by and, the way, Wonder Rob, for the game. I really appreciate it. Oh uh, yes, I gifted the game to my best friend because best friends. Um, but my my relationship with this game is really like hot and cold. Um. The story of the game, Shaf, is that uh, there is a, a young girl named Kamala who uh, is a super fan of the Avengers and won a contest to meet the Avengers. It was a fan fiction contest of all things, Shaf, and sh her fan fiction was in the top uh, bracket of this contest and shows she won a trip to San Francisco to meet the Avengers uh, at this big Avengers convention. Uh, but wouldn't you know it, Shaf, the day of the convention in San Francisco, there's also a terrorist attack, uh, quote-unquote, uh, from AIM, A-I-M, uh, which results in the destruction of the Golden Gate Bridge, uh, tons of casualties, and the uh, death of Captain America. This is a, uh, we're going to spoil parts of the game. I have not beaten the game, just so everybody knows. I don't believe Shaf's beaten the game either. No, I have not. But we are going to spoil certain things. So if you're one of those types who doesn't want to be spoiled, I, I don't know what to tell you. Captain America dies. So <laughs> um, that's where the story kicks off. A-Day, as it's called. Um, my initial impressions of the game were... Wow, this is fun. Especially that opening sequence, Shaf. 
Well, the, I take it back. The opening opening sequence is you, you're Kamala, and you're walking around a convention, and you're looking for comic books, and you uh, interact with the Avengers here or there, which was cute and fun. But then you get into the real meat of the game, where the the terrorist attack happens, and you are on the Golden Gate Bridge, and you get to bounce between Avengers characters. Yes. Uh, you get to play as Thor, uh, Iron Man, Hulk, and Black Widow, and you're fighting against Taskmaster, which I know you have some thoughts on. Um, but I, at this point, I was on the hype train. Uh, a few buddies of, of mine, uh, shout out to Vactor, uh, Jimmy's arch nemesis. Um, <laughs> How dare you bring him up in this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Vactor, another one of my very best friends. Um, and uh, a few others, Ben, Mark, all them, um, you know, had been playing the the beta and telling us how good it was. Uh, but I chose not to play the beta because I just wanted to play the game. Anyway, I was on the hype train. You start off as Thor. You're throwing the hammer around. Great. You move to Iron Man. You're having flying all over the place. Great. Hulk. Great. Black Widow. It's all right. Um, but I was really enjoying myself at the beginning of the game. That that bridge sequence, I think, was a good sell into what this game could be. Um, you probably feel the same way, I'm sure. Oh, I was having a blast jumping between the heroes. Um, I even enjoyed the the Black Widow part because of the quick time events that were happening. Like, mm-hmm. there's a part where she sort of like tackles Taskmaster, and like they're in a free fall, and she's like punching him while they're in a free fall. He's got his jetpack on, so they're basically like heading from one area of the bridge to another. And you're, you can see the other heroes like battling various like henchmen or villains, like on the other sides of the bridge. Like you can see they're all doing stuff, even if you're only controlling one. And I love that aspect of it. It felt very immersive. It felt like I'm part of a team. Like they're, everybody's doing something and helping out. And it was chaotic and there was a lot going on. It was really interesting. And that, if that was how the game would be the whole time, or at least more consistently, I think the game would be really well received, but that's when things start to drop off. Yeah, that was, we really didn't know what the game was going to be like, right? Like up until recently, we didn't know that uh, Kamala Khan was going to be the the main character, but I remember we had speculated on this show because when they first showed off this game, they showed that bridge scene and talking about bouncing between the heroes, and we, we would say, or we did say, that's a cool concept, like a big action scene, but you're getting to bounce between the Avengers, like everybody's there, but you can just switch on the fly, I'm gonna play as Thor for a little while, Hulk, and you just like that, and if that's what the gameplay was like, I think that would be pretty dang awesome, like if a lot of missions were like that, where everybody's there, but you get to bounce between everything, right? Um, but that's not what the game's like, Shaw. Um, you uh, take over as Kamala. Excuse me, Kamala. Um, who, af- after the Avengers are ostracized, you know, you're the, the one and only fan. You're an inhuman now, thanks to this uh, event. And you've got stretchy arms, stretchy fingers. Um, big, thick fingers. <laughs> She's a polymorph. So it's li- yeah, exactly. Um, and you you go on the hunt for uh, a base, a camp 
for other Inhumans where you run into the Hulk. Uh, and then you get to start playing as the Hulk. And then that leads you into looking for Iron Man. And you can play as Iron Man. And then that leads you into looking for Thor. And you can find Thor. And so on. Um, and that's where slowly, little by little, you start to unlock characters. Um, the first, my, my big gripe with this game, Shaf, is that finally when I'm playing the Hulk and I can play a story mission, of course they have story missions that branch out for each character, so like side stories, but then there's your main stories too. But a lot of the missions are pretty much the same in that I'm in this big giant open area or I'm in some, you know, tightly corridored building. Waves of people are coming at me. And the goal is just beat up everybody. Yeah. Uh, Secure Stand the area. here. <laughs> stand here. Don't move. But people <laughs> are going to be coming. And if you walk away, mission fail. Um, or even parts where it's... I don't want to say it's predictable, but I was like, really, were you, are you really designing the game like this? Where there's a mission at the beginning where um, you're Kamala and you're going through the helicarrier uh, trying to find what you can uh, to get info on Tony Stark. And, and the Hulk is after you. Um, and there's a scene where you, you it's essentially teaching you that you can use your long stretchy arms to swing over big gaps and you have to push four buttons in this big room you push a button a wave of enemies comes you beat them great you go push another button another wave of enemies come great you beat them you push another button another wave of enemies come great you beat them you push the last button can you guess what happens um was nothing happens? No, another wave of enemies comes. Oh, Shop. no! Every way. time you push a button, and it's—I keep picturing these bad guys going like, "No, Steve, wait! She hasn't pushed the button yet. <laughs> we, we can't, can't go out there and fight in. her. We can't teleport in until she presses the button. That's the rules. But it's like a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. So it's very repetitive, um, and that's, and the. This is like a little tiny little nitpick. I'm sure it doesn't really matter. And maybe I'm just overanalyzing it. But even like the way the characters just feel, not just Kamala, but like everybody, like when you're walking, it feels like you're floating in midair. Like you're really stiff also. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just something about the way the characters control feels really off to me. Um, but when it works, it works, Shaf. See, that's the thing where it's an up and down relationship because there's boring things like that. But then every once in a while you're put into a, a fun scenario where like you're Iron Man who just got the his outfit. And now you're like you're in your underwear practically as Iron Man with a bike helmet on, like flying around shooting people like stuff that has like it's little moments like that. But more often than not, I would find myself like getting bored in yeah. the the single player campaign. Um, and that, and that's for me, for a person whose game worked perfectly and was not glitching out. <laughs> I, by the way, um, obviously we're talking about spoilers. I don't mind if you spoil this. Where are you at in the game right now? Oh, I'm not, I'll tell you that 
I'll tell you that anytime we're reviewing a video game or a movie or a TV show, I try to absorb as much of it as I absolutely can. So I have a lot to talk about. I have an informed opinion on what I'm talking about when we move on to this subject. I have not had the urge to play this game since you and I played this last. Really? Um, which <laughs> was maybe like Sunday. I think you and I played multiplayer on Sunday. Yeah. Um, and today's Thursday, just for everybody's reference. So I haven't played this game in four days because I have not had the interest. Um, because even though the moments of fun are there, to me they're few and far between. Um, and I ha- to be perfectly transparent, I'm having, I'm having more fun playing this game as a multiplayer game when you and I play. Uh, but we'll save that for last. Um, so right now where I'm at is Iron Man just got his suit. So I just uh, unlocked the red suit. Okay. Okay. For Iron Man. So I'm further than you actually then. Yeah, you're further than me because you said you unlocked Thor, right? Uh, that's who I'm currently playing as, but I also unlocked yeah. Black Widow and that happens after the Iron Man part. So. Oh, okay. So yeah, so you're considerably further than me at this point in the single player. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I will say, when Rob, if you c- commit to it, there is a part that I just finished that was just as I think as interesting and as fun as the first um, that first mission that you did. Oh yeah, yeah. See, that's what this game's missing. Yeah, like I'm getting really bored with <laughs> with the missions so far. If I can get more moments like that opening s- scenario, I think I would probably hop back into it. All right, so I'll take your word for it. I'll I'll make more of an effort to get back into it. Um, but tell everybody about your unique experience with, uh, the Avengers. So I was, I mean, I like, like, like Rob said, we're, um, there's ups and downs to the game. Um, one thing I do love about this game is the cinematic element. Like they really do try to present it like a movie. Yeah. Uh, and so there are moments where there is a lot of dialogue and that can be boring, but at the same time, it's per, it's propelling the, the, the plot along. So from a pacing perspective, maybe not the greatest, but, um, but there is an overarching plot They're They're very much about the story in this game. So if you're doing the campaign and you want to know the story, like you're going to get a story. <laughs> it's, it's not just a bunch of strung together missions, even though the missions do feel redundant, there's an overarching story truly to reassembling the Avengers that have, um, basically broken up over the events that happen at the beginning of the, of the game. Um, but my issue came pretty early on into the game. I was probably only like 20% through the story and I was playing as, uh, Iron Man. I had just unlocked Iron Man and there's a mission called tools of the trade. And it's where you're supposed to, uh, basically get the necessary pieces to create an Iron Man suit. Because right now all you've been wearing is like a helmet and I'm talking like a pilot helmet is what it looks like. Um, and you're wearing like bits and pieces of your repulsor armor. Like it's on your legs. You've got an arm thing, but you're basically just wearing a t-shirt and jeans. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, The bare minimum of yeah. an Iron Man costume, yeah. if you could imagine that. And, and even the character model doesn't recognize that he's not wearing a full costume because he's like interacting with aspects of his arm that are not covered in armor. So yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, so it's it's Iron Man, but not. And that's one thing I don't like about this game is that 
it's an Avengers game that you have to really commit to in order to get to play as the Avengers. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's like you spend more time playing as uh, Kamala Khan, which is not terrible, but she's not the 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 selling point of the game. She's not why people are going to play it. She's she's another good reason to play, but she's not the reason to play. She, the reason we want to play is because we want to play as the Avengers. And it takes so long in the game to get them reunited that I'm much further than Rob. And I'm still at a place where not everyone's been reunited. So, um, and I, from what I understand about the game campaign, it's not really that long from an hour's perspective. So I've got to be reaching, like close to maybe three fourths of the way through. And it, it just feels like I would much rather play the game after this game <laughs> when they're all back together again, when they're back together, <laughs> that's the DLC like the more, that'll come out right, eventually. That that's seems what you'd like the more play. fun game. But what happened was, um, Iron Man is supposed to, uh, you're advised to go to the war table and the war table is like the central hub where all your missions happen. So you can pick your missions, what you want to do. Very important bit of tech in the game to be working. When it's not working, there is nothing you can do. And when I say not working, I mean that when you approach the war table, what it's supposed to do is there's these little laptops and they're supposed to open up and face you. And then you can interact with them pressing the prompt button, which is the square button. So you hold that down and then you can interact and choose your mission. Well, as you approach the war table, those laptops don't open. At least this is what happened for me. So they didn't open. Thus, I was not given a prompt, although... Um, on my HUD, it was telling me that that's where the next mission was going to start from to go to that point. I then go and I see, uh, Kamala Khan is up on the second floor of this, uh, command deck of the, uh, helicarrier that you're on. And she's glitching out. She's like, her head is shaking. She's like spazzing big time. Um, looks like she's a junkie. She's like gritting her teeth and everything is <laughs> oh yeah we put up this video on the uh the geek so to speak twitter page by the yes, way yes that's right we did so i was stuck stuck and and despite the game being out for now what two weeks? two weeks about yeah two weeks there's only been one update that happened maybe within the first day of it being out and that addressed a few bugs i know they have a, another update planned that's going to address hundreds of bugs but for everyone who's stuck in the game right now, there's nothing they can do. So what did I, I was left with no choice, but to start over. I had to delete my game data and start fresh. So I've yeah. basically played what Rob has played twice. <laughs> yeah. Imagine how far in the game you'd be if you didn't have to start over. I know. I know. So that really irked me because I, I was left to do nothing but those multiplayer missions with Rob whenever he was available uh, so that we could use his war table because mine was totally pointless and not, not available. So I had to, if he was available, then I could play the game. Otherwise, I couldn't do a damn thing. So they need to get on a more consistent schedule with their bugs. I've never seen a game get released that has as many bugs as this one. Yeah, I've heard a lot of horror stories about this game. Luckily, knock on wood, I haven't run into any of that so far. But <laughs> these poor people. And when you were describing the bug to me where the war table wasn't happening, at first, I was convinced it wasn't a bug. I was just like, no, he's got to – there's something he's missing. Because <laughs> I've had that thought in games that I've played, not the Avengers in particular, but just other games in general where I couldn't move forward in the story. And I was 
where I thought I had a bug. Oh, I ran into a bug. But then it was just some aha moment where I was like, oh, I need to do this. And then I was able to move forward. So I was, that's what I thought was happening to you. I was like, no, there's just, there's gotta be something, man. There's gotta be something that you're dismissing. Go talk to Hulk. <laughs> like, go talk to somebody. <laughs> um, but then finally we found evidence of this bug happening to other people, which is a very specific bug. Um, and then you posted the video of it too. And I was like, okay, he did. Yeah. Good <laughs> but and I, there's not even at any first proof. I didn't believe it. <laughs> there's not even any proof that in the next, uh, patch that it is going to fix that particular thing. So I could have been waiting for even longer and who knows when that patch is even going to come out. So that is a major opportunity for them with this game, getting the reviews that it is and the scores are probably very much heavily related to everybody having their issues with it. Well, they didn't give out review copies. A lot of people didn't get review copies of this game. And so usually that's not a good sign. Either. Uh, um, I'll tell you what has been more fun for me than the single player game is Shoff and I have played multiplayer a few yes. times. Uh, we tried to invite our corrections department. He was unable to make it, so he missed out on the hijinks. But uh, we have played the multiplayer a lot. Um, and it's it's the same problems as before where it's you're just in a big open space or in hallways and you need to fight all these enemies or beat up, for some reason, all these computers. <laughs> beat up the computers. Uh, <laughs> and I mean like physical like towers of computers. Like your, your mission is to to blow up a, a, a stack of computers or like <laughs> like a building like where missiles are anyway or you know uh essentially like king of the hill almost like stay here capture the area yeah uh, even though they're they're plenty redundant it is a lot more fun to play when you're playing with people you know uh because I'd be the Hulk most of the time. Out of everybody I've unlocked so far, Hulk's the one that I've gotten the most comfortable with and I've probably leveled up the most. Um, so Shaf would always play with Iron Man. And we can <laughs> yell at each other. <laughs> like Shaf died and I didn't realize it. <laughs> and he was like, what happened to me in a team? And I had no idea what he was talking about. Um <laughs> uh, and he's he's like Rob, you need to do something behind you. And I thought he was with me the whole time, and I didn't realize. I, I was, he was sitting dead. like waiting for help for a full minute. It was counting down, and I was counting down the the seconds audibly so he could hear. And there there were two other computer players playing with us, and not not one of them came to heal me. So uh, the the countdown went down to zero and I was unable to be revived at that point. So I just had to spectate the rest of the mission. And Rob didn't even realize it until you had been at it for maybe about like 10 minutes of playing the game solo. And I think you were wondering how I knew like what was on your screen. Cause like I was because you kept calling out yeah. what was happening. Rob, look out behind you, little <laughs> things like that. And I'd be like, dude, you really got my back, but I couldn't see you anywhere on the game. Remember, I kept pulling up, I kept pressing up because you can see where everybody's at. And I was like, it doesn't show you where I where you're at, man. I don't know where I don't see you. <laughs> yeah, I died like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
okay. <laughs> and then I think you canceled the mission. You're like, well, that's no fun. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I ended the mission immediately. I was like, no, I don't want to play by myself. I would have ended it sooner if I knew you were dead. <laughs> um, but we've, we've had a lot, uh, a lot of fun. So that's really my recommendation. If I mean, shop says the single player gets better. So I'm going to take his word for it and get back into it. But if you can play the multiplayer with your friends, it, that that's not bad the or game, even with strangers i guess the game does but. throw a lot of shit at you like with the amount of of waves of enemies that come at you sometimes they're all firing rockets at you at the same time like you can only dodge so many uh the game on a difficulty level i would recommend just play it on easy it's it's more fun i did i did switch it to easy eventually because you know me when i'm playing new games at the very least, I play it normal, but a lot of times I turn it to hard. Uh, I didn't turn this one to hard, but I did get frustrated a couple of times where just things kept, wouldn't stop coming at me. Yeah, and, so, and, yeah, and the, and the bad guys just get bigger, and the they get more power ups. They've got uh, shields, or they're frozen, or they've got like poisonous gas on them, and they're all toxic, and. Honestly, if you, I think anything other than easy is not even fun. Because if it, if the ma- villain, if the missions are that that impossible to beat, it's not going to be enjoyable. It's already redundant as it is to have to replay levels over and over again. <laughs> it's like that's 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 the worst. So play it on easy. Just enjoy the campaign for what it is because it's a good story. Um, I'm enjoying the story part of it. And the last mission I did, I, I wish I could. I, I wish I could share it. But I don't want to because I don't want to spoil it for for one to rob or for anybody else who's not there yet. But just know All that right. it it gets better. Um, it gets better. All right, I'll take your word for it. More to come next week. I'll see if I can't play some of it this week uh, between now and our next episode. But that might be hard, Shaft, yeah. because you know what's coming out tomorrow. I do. I'm so excited about this. Uh, Super Mario. 3D All-Stars is coming out tomorrow, folks, or the day this episode releases, it's being released. So that's going to be our main talking point next week. Uh, So just be on the lookout for that. So uh, I may or may not have more Avengers under my belt, depending on how into I get (laughs) uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars. That's fair enough. Fair enough, man. We'll see. We'll see, guys. (laughs) Well, folks, um, based on the Avengers game you have played before, you're saying a a 5 out of 10 is a pretty accurate rating, though? At least so far, in terms of my enjoyment, I would say. It's it's just average. I'm not counting 5 as a bad thing. It's like average. I'm going to go with... That's what I would say. I'm going to go with uh, 6.9. Nice. It would be seven, except they'd have microtransactions, and I think that's fucking ridiculous. Oh, yeah, that's right. There are microtransactions <laughs> in this. I'd, I even sent you a screenshot. They, yeah. There was an option for me to pay $100 <laughs> for for materials so I can upgrade my guy. I was like, what is this nonsense? Pat, I was so blown away. Was like, anyway. Microtransactions there, make sense for a game that's free. They don't make sense for a game that's not free. Like, yeah, exactly. This isn't a free to play game. So I was just like, why is this even in here? But whatever. I didn't. I didn't spend any money. I want. Don't I would, worry about I it. I would folks. love to know how much money they've made though on microtransactions on people because you know people are buying for oh, the for the special skins. Oh yeah. 
<laughs> oh yeah, got the special. Oh yeah, <laughs> Professor Hulk. <laughs> oh yeah, check out this emote I paid a hundred bucks for. <laughs> <laughs> Here, check out this cool nameplate. A nameplate. He's flossing. <laughs> the Hulk's flossing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, folks, that is our episode. I have to agree. The game has opportunities, but there are elements that are worth it. So if you're interested, check it out uh, on PS4 uh, and let us know what you think. Let us know. Uh, We thank you so much for listening to our episode, though. Uh, Of course, you know where to find our podcast on social media. But if you're looking to find us individually, perhaps you're a stalker. Perhaps you just want to find out if my ball is doing okay. Uh, You can find (laughs) us on social media uh, on Twitter and Instagram for Wonder Rob. That's at Wonder Rob, W-O-N-D-E-R-R-O-B. And then for me on Instagram and Facebook, you can find me at Shoff, V-O-S-H-O-F-F. VO. I don't know why I stopped in the middle of the F. I ran out of breath. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do not forget to subscribe. Do not forget to rate and review us. Uh, and we appreciate you. As, as Wonder Rob mentioned, we are going to be talking about Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Can't wait. I've already got that game downloaded on my Switch. Uh, and I will be playing it tomorrow during my work shift. <laughs> I said it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with that, <laughs> we will see you next week. Same geek time. Same geek channel. Take care, everybody. Wash your hands. Put on a mask. For God's sakes, I want to see Black Widow eventually. You guys are fucking lame. <laughs> and now, A tribute to Chris Evans' dick. Better hustle, Cap. Things look like they're just about wrapped up here. Got it. I'm approaching the elevator now. I guess it's all the same to you. I'll have that drink now. All right, get him on his feet. And I'll stand around posing up a storm later. By the way, feel free to clean up. Ugh, Mr. Rogers, I almost forgot that that suit did nothing for your... No one asked you to look, Tony. It's ridiculous. I think you look great, Cap. As far as I'm concerned, that's America's... Dick, huh? I'm gonna pop off a piece of my dick. Oh, yeah, I'm fixin' to fuck you. I won't fuck you. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get it all up in your vage. Get it up in your vage with my dick. With my dick. Gonna put it in with my dick. I'm gonna put my dick in. I'm gonna put my dick in. What's up, man? Hey, you man. all right? <laughs>